Where, have you done many other interviews? Nah, that's why I was excited for this one. This, this is my first podcast, so yeah, I had to, had to do it. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I it, like we were talking before, and really quick, um, I'll just give a brief introduction. Hey, everybody, my name is Chris. This is Cheetash, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, um, Xavier from New School Stories. Uh, Xavier, do you want to really quick just give a brief introduction of uh, what you do in your uh, your YouTube channel that you have? Okay, so basically, I just, I, I, I cover all types of stories in hip-hop from all different places. I've done videos on Detroit, Chicago, New York, Memphis. I've covered like shows like Everyday Struggle, just everything, anything involved with hip hop, I'll like cover it. I'll go pretty in depth with it. And yeah, just try to make quality videos. And these are the type of videos that that you do are some of my favorite videos to watch on YouTube. And there's some other channels that I can't get enough of like um, hip hop madness does some great. Um, yeah, I like them. Yeah, they they do great video essays. Um, there's a guy or two guys, diverse mentality. They do great uh, video essays. Uh, there's a guy, a uh, British guy, Traplore Ross. Love his oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the amount of I just really appreciate the amount of research that that you do and that goes into your videos. And um, like we were saying before uh, I had started recording, I, I watched that first video of yours and I just went just right down your, <laughs> like right down the whole catalog. <laughs> yeah. How Glad like, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> how did you like, what was the inspiration for the channel? How did it get it started? Um, like you were mentioning, like a lot of those channels, I watched them too. Like I've liked Hip Hop Madness for a while, Trap Lord Ross, uh, Trap Geek. I, I'm I'm a fan of Trap Geek's videos. So it was basically like, I felt like, I felt like um, Trap Lord Ross and Trap Geek. Those are the two main ones I watch. But I feel like they were more. They covered like the street aspects of like stuff. Like, so if they cover New York drill, they're covering more like, they're covering more like the actual beefs and like the actual gang banging behind it. But me, I wanted to do, I wanted to focus more on the music. Like I'll mention like the gang parts cause that's a part of drill, but like, that's not the focus. I like to focus on the music. And then like I produce too. So like, I know I have like more knowledge when it comes to like beats and like what, what'll make a certain like sound, what makes the, like that area, what makes their sound like their unique sound so i like to go into that more so all of that like it just combined in me making the channel and it, it was this relatively relative relatively recently that you started yeah yeah um may 15th will be a year wow. that'll be the first year year from my, a year from my first upload wow so. in in one year how many subscribers are you at right now? It was like 7,000-ish? Yeah, yeah, like a little over 7,000 right now. Like that That's pretty good for a year, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Damn. That's what, yeah. When I when I started, that's what I told myself. I was like, because I've, I've done YouTube channels before, like 
like I said, with the beats. And it, it'll be slow. It'll be a grind. So I'll, like, I'll be consistent with this for a year, and I'll see how far it gets me in that time. And then it just really took off. So I'm definitely going to keep keep up with it. And what was the origin of the name that you chose, New School Stories? Um, That's mainly what I... Like, I, I mainly, I knew I wanted to, like, I wanted to do storytelling, like, document stuff. But I wanted, I wasn't, initially, I was trying to keep it, like, more open than just hip-hop. I was trying to do, like, everything. But, like, the videos that really took off for hip-hop. So, it just ended up turning into, like, mostly hip-hop stories. But I tried to keep it open to, like, I was trying to keep it open to everything at first. And that's where the, uh, that's where the name comes from. It just sounds like an open, it could be about anything like current, current culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. Now the, the icon or that you use for your channel, is that um, from, it looks like, what's his name from the boondocks? Um, yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah, that's Huey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, big Boondocks fan. So needed needed something. I was like, that's that's a pretty good icon. That. <laughs> no, that is a very. I've seen quite a bit of uh, the Boondocks because um, it it's not on the air anymore, is it? Nah, nah. And that's sad because that's sh- they had some funny episodes too. Yeah, nah. That's 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 probably my favorite show of all time. Real, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Love the books. Yeah, you know, I definitely. That's really interesting that you said that you do, uh, you do production and beats. I want to ask you about that later, um, but w- one thing I wanted to ask you about, um, just as far as your listening and the artists that uh, you like, and I know before you were asking me about what I listen to, but currently, like, what's in your playlist right now? Uh, right now, well, I listen to a lot. Uh, I listen to G Herbo. That's my favorite rapper. Listen to a lot of G Herbo. I listen to a lot of West Side Gun, or the whole Griselda, really. West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher, all them. Uh, like Mick Jenkins, he's like, a Chicago artist, not sure if you're familiar with him. His is like he does more like it's like more jazz influence. I like obviously I like Lil Baby. Everybody likes Lil Baby. Uh like Gunna and all them. Uh who else? Who else? Uh Detroit, I like Baby Tron's music a lot. Uh who else? Who else? Who else? I like I like a lot of the newer Dreamville artists. I like J.I.D. I like Earth Gang. It's a whole, yeah, it's a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of artists. <laughs> now, I know, I know you told me before that you were on the East Coast as well. Are you from New York? Nah, nah, I'm not from New York. I'm, I'm originally from Texas, but I live in, um, I live in Georgia right now. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Nice. What uh was that like a um like for school for work for family? Yeah, we moved over here. I've been in Georgia 
most of my life. We moved we moved over here when I was nine, so it's okay. basically and now I'm now I'm uh, twenty two. So it's been like thirteen years. So but yeah, we just moved because of my dad's job. So Oh nice. Do you, um yeah. do you still remember like uh do you still remember Texas and like do you did you like Texas? Yeah. Hey, I still remember. I like Texas. It's cool. I still got uh still got family out there. I still visit from time to time. But yeah. W- Atlanta's Atlanta's I like I like Atlanta. Oh, you're Atlanta okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I said Georgia, but yeah, yeah. Atlanta, Georgia. A little <laughs> bit outside, but basically Atlanta. Um my company that I work for right now. I am contracted out to uh, one of our clients, which is Home Depot, and their, you know, their headquarters is in Atlanta. Um, yeah. That's where all my I work remotely, but all my coworkers they're all in Atlanta. Okay, you live in um in Michigan. Yes. Yep. Okay. All yeah. right. That's that's what the Zoom thing said. So I was like, okay. It was, it was oh like, yeah. 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 Said like Detroit time or something like that. So I figured. I am. Are you from there? Yes. Yeah. Born and raised in Michigan. Um, I've I live twenty minutes outside of Detroit, west of Detroit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But my dad is from. Well, my parents are from Europe. Uh, but when they came here, um, they did live in Detroit for quite a bit. So that's kind of where my dad's from. Um, but I grew up in, a t- I actually was born, if you're familiar, there's a city called Dearborn um, just outside of Detroit. That's where like Ford Motor Company's headquartered there and stuff. Um, that's where I was born, but I live a little further west now from there in a small town. Yeah. But the weather, though, up here, I, it's probably not as nice as Georgia, I bet. Yeah, nah. Y'all, y'all winter goes on for... <laughs> we, 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 we're in spring now. It's, it's <laughs> 80s, short weather. It's, it's nice over here. Oh, man. It's still cold up there. <laughs> it is. Um, it's getting better. Today was 50 degrees, so it's it's getting better. Okay. There's no snow. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's always good. Yeah, that's. that's... (laughs) Have you ever been? Nah, I got family up in Chicago. It's extremely cold up there, so I can only imagine Detroit. I I actually think yeah, Chicago. I feel like it's way colder than Detroit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because it's like Detroit's more more north, but. I think Chicago. They said it's like the wind and the lake, something about the, something about the wind chill. I heard that's what makes Chicago like super cold. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I think I think that wind has a huge factor on it. <laughs> I, I keep telling myself I'd love to move somewhere warmer, but I don't know. I get this is just kind of home for me, so yeah. we'll see. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's so funny. I, I, I want to ask you this cause I, I had no idea of 
of your age. I guess it's just I assumed you were the same age as me, um, and I'm I'm 31. Um, okay. And I was going to ask you what when was the last uh, CD that you bought? But I don't it, like. Do people still buy CDs? I mean, <laughs> I never owned a CD in my life. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, my mom got a whole collection though. Damn. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. Wow. Yeah, nah. yeah. basically, I, 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 I got to go far back to remember a time when there wasn't Apple Music or Spotify. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I remember, what was I listening to before Apple Music? Before that, I was never on, like, I was never on the Dat Piff wave. I was, I guess I was too young for that. I had this, I had this app called Spinrilla. That's all I listened to music before I had, before like the streaming services got big. But yeah, <laughs> never had a CD. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about like, were you on, uh, were you buying like albums or songs on iTunes and stuff? Yeah, yeah. When I was, when I was a little kid, I think I bought a couple of songs on iTunes. <laughs> um, what about, uh, did you do anything with, uh, LimeWire and downloading stuff off LimeWire? Nah, nah, too young for that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that <laughs> takes me back. Because um, it, it's funny you mentioned Dappiff. I used to check, there was a point in my life when I was a little younger, I would check Dappiff like every day for new mixtapes <laughs> that would come out. Um, not so much anymore. I haven't been on there in a long time. But yeah, that was a huge thing back in the day was Dappiff. I've heard, I've heard stories about it, but I just missed it. You did you watch? Um, did you rap watch Rap City growing up? Uh yes, a little bit. Um, okay, more so like the the highlights. I don't really remember it when it was on TV, but I've seen quite a bit of the clips after the fact, like those the famous. And you're talking about like the the freestyles, like down in the yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that whole that whole era. That's I I, I like I like early two thousands music a lot. I like like uh, Jada Kiss and Cameron and um Joel Santana. Like that hell. I I feel like that whole. I, I'm kind of like. I wish I kind of wish I was like old enough for that, but it's cool though. I could I could go back and watch watch footage and stuff like that. <laughs> wow, those are some names. Yeah. Wow, I like all those guys too. Um, have Have you ever listened to one of my favorite albums? Is oh, what's it called? Um, it was the Diplomats, uh, Diplomatic Immunity. Uh, I think their first one. So such yeah. a good album from just top down. Um, that that's the one they had. Oh, that one song. Um, Dipset anthem on it. Mm. Yeah, okay. Then yeah, I've definitely heard that. I've definitely heard that album. God, yeah. great, great album. Um, I totally forget about those guys sometimes because it's. I mean, they're all kind of older now. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but still legends, though. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You know? Do you? Do you think? as an artist like if you look at guys like 
let's let's take Jay-Z for example, because Jay-Z released um four forty four. It's kind of been a while now, but I mean that came out when he was in his forties. And I thought it was a really good album. I actually, it's actually one of my, probably my favorite Jay-Z album, believe it or not. Um, do you, when you look at an artist, do you almost kind of wish some artists would not make music anymore just to like kind of preserve like the legacy that they did had versus, hey, just trying to just keep up and like keep releasing things? You ever think about that? Uh... Let's see. I don't. I kind of, kind of. I feel like I feel that a little bit with J. Cole. I feel like every every album he's dropped is just like it's like me personally. I still enjoy it, but I feel like as far as his legacy goes, I feel like every time he drops, people just like I don't know. They just hold it against him. So as far as his legacy goes, I don't. I feel like, but I don't. I don't like. I still enjoy his music though, so I don't like wish he stopped dropping music but who's who's like who's some rappers who 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 need to stop dropping music uh i might have one name for you um (laughs) i don't know how you feel like uh, feel about uh game i used to really love game and i don't pay attention to him anymore really yeah yeah i haven't his last three albums, I haven't even listened to him to be honest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, nah, that's a good. That's that's a good one. He probably. And it's crazy though, cause like, documentary too. That's what really got me into rap. Like that was like 2015, 2016. I was like a freshman, and before that, I listened to music and stuff. Like when Chief Keith was popping, I was like 12. And I listened to Chief Keef heavy, but I didn't like really listen to rap music. Like I didn't, I just listened to like a couple, like a couple, the biggest artists and like whatever was on the, uh, on the radio. But then when documentary, when I listened to documentary too, that really like, that really just got me into like looking into everybody. So yeah, really like that album. But yeah, Game probably, he he probably need to stop, go ahead and retire. (laughs) Oh, logic, logic, logic. Probably, I, I don't know. He probably should have retired a little while ago. <laughs> he retired and he came back, but it's like I mm-hmm. don't know. I used to like logic way back before, like before twenty seventeen, like twenty fourteen to, to twenty sixteen. Logic, I really, I, I messed with his like his first two albums, Under Pressure, and then the Incredibly True Story. Mm-hmm. I like those, and he, I don't know what he's doing now. <laughs> and, you know, I, I say that, like, I I definitely appreciate, I appreciate these artists, like, still making music. It's just, there's a part of me that's um, still living, I, I don't know if this is like a, it's going to sound bad, but like living in the past of like, oh, their music was so good at one point, like, for me, if we're using the game example, um, documentary and Doctor's Advocate, like two albums in a row that were just, I mean, they're known as classics today. And that's the game that I've just, that, that's been cemented in my memory that it's hard for me to see game in any other light besides that. But from all the other albums that he's released, 
just for me, it doesn't compare to those two. So it's kind of like, ah, like I, I wish you could sur- surpass those, but it's, it's kind of hard now. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's, I don't know. That's a real thing. Like J. Cole raps about it all the time. Like not being able to like rap like how he did when he was like still struggling. And it's like, yes, it's a real thing for artists who can like, for artists like a Jay-Z who can like get past it. That's a real, like, that's hard. It's hard. It's hard to make music. People consistently, like it's consistently perceived as the same. Do you, do you think that that is a, a, a big factor for artists when they're first coming up, they have the hunger to try to break through and make it. So they are, you know, they're on point, they're dialed in, they're going extra hard. But then once they reach like an eclipse, a certain point, they sign the major record deal. And then all of a sudden they kind of scale back a little bit. Do you think that that is like a issue? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like everything, like everything you achieve as a, as a big rapper doesn't really like it. It's mainly distractions that you achieve. Like they, they get a bunch of fame. They have a bunch of like women, they're doing drugs. It's like a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. Like they're being flooded with dopamine. So it's like, they're not, they don't really have the motivation anymore, the hunger. And it's like, yeah. It's just like, it kind of, you kind of, you kind of need that. If you don't have like, if you don't have hunger, you at least, you have to be focused. And a lot of them aren't focused anymore. So it's like, yeah. It almost seems kind of the parallels between that. And I could see that in, in sports as well. Like you have a great few years and then all of a sudden you hit free agency and then a team signs you to a huge contract and then it's almost okay. Well, I got my huge contract now, and <laughs> you don't produce as much. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely that's a real thing. It's a real thing. I'm trying to think of like a like a recent example of that. Oh, I could give you a baseball one. Um, there was a second baseman for the New York Yankees, Robinson Cano, and he was outstanding for the Yankees. And then he he actually was his representation was uh jay-z and rock nation he signs with the seattle mariners like record contract at the time and he he didn't really do that well on the seattle mariners (laughs) yeah yeah that's tough and it's like i feel like it's probably like the pressure when you when you're like when you're a, a when nobody knows who you are you don't have the pressure to live up to your old music when you drop like when you drop a documentary, that's a lot of pressure to live up to. That, and it's like, yeah. yeah, that's a great point. I, in for the artists who are able to like, just be so consistent throughout their career. Like I, we've mentioned Jay-Z, but I, I think Drake has been like super consistent and it always surprises me. Every, um, after every album he releases, it's almost like it kind of outdoes the previous album. Like I used to think that um, Take Care was Drake's best album. And then if um, 
if you're reading this, it's too late comes out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is Drake's best album. And then, <laughs> and then Scorpion comes out and I didn't like it at first, but then the more I listened to it, oh no, this is Drake's best album. And, and just last year, her loss, I think that's Drake's best album now. So <laughs> how did you feel about the honestly, Never mind. I gave it one listen and that was kind of it. I, <laughs> I didn't really feel it. Um, yeah. what about, did you listen to it? No, nah, I didn't even make it through. The, I listened to two songs. <laughs> I was like, nope. Which was one of them. Jimmy cooks, Jimmy crooks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, not including that. I love that. <laughs> but like, uh, besides that, I listened to like the first two songs. And yeah. I was like, nah, that's not for me. <laughs> um, you know, something though that even though I didn't really like that album, I I can appreciate that he did something like really different. Um, I thought that's kind of cool, but yeah. it just wasn't my thing. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt about it. I don't, I'm not, I'm never mad at artists for like doing something out the box like you should make what you want to make but it's like make the stuff we like too like you can make that but come you got to come back with her loss mm. so as long as you do that i don't really mind artists like experimenting because i think lil yachty did something similar he dropped he dropped some type of album i forget it was like inspired by punk rock or something something different but it's like he could do what he wants that yachty album I actually really like it. It's it is very rock and roll influenced. That I I really enjoyed it. I was kind of surprised by it. Yeah, yeah. I, a lot of people were surprised. Do you listen? Do you listen to like uh more like you listen to like rock music? Uh, very little. Um, <laughs> if I do, it's like old like nineties rock music from like my childhood kind of like uh third eye blind or um sugar ray people like that <laughs> yeah never heard of none of those guys oh really <laughs> nah. but yeah i'm not really i'm not really that uh educated on other forms of music really mainly just hip-hop oh yeah at, at this point yeah same i I don't really follow anybody else, but I mean, I am familiar with big names like, uh, like Taylor Swift. Like I'm familiar, okay. obviously. Yeah. But... <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's, I feel like it's so many like different genres of hip hop that it like, it kind of like, you can find basically any other type of music inside of hip hop. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Like, you could find that you're like more rockish type of hip hop. You could find hip hop that's more like jazz. You can have you have more you're, you're most you're more soulful hip hop. Like it's so many different types of hip hop that I really I don't feel like I'm missing out on that much by not listening to other forms of music. But maybe I am. What uh, do you like uh, R and B? Uh, nah, not really. <laughs> I used to like yeah. I produce so I listen to I listen to a lot of 70s soul music 
because I used to make G Herbo type beats, and those are like the type of records you got to sample. Mm-hmm. So I really, I like, I enjoy it, but I just don't listen to it on my own. Okay. I used to, I used to really like R and B, um, but I feel like I just, I don't know of any R and B artists really anymore. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think. Like back in the day, I would listen to, like Usher or, um, Trey Songs or, uh, Chris Brown. I mean, I know those guys still make music, but it's just something I don't. I don't really pay attention to them a whole lot anymore. Yeah. People, people kind of say it's like, people say it's kind of like dying. I'm not sure. I never listened to it, but that's what they say. Like, like what you're saying, they're saying like, it's not that many like new R&B artists coming out. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the only guy I remember, I was listening to Joe Budden podcast and he dropped a name, a uh, Daniel Caesar. And he's really good. He's an R&B artist from, I forget where he's from. I want to, he might be from Texas, but I feel like not too many people know that name. I I didn't even know that name until yeah. Joe mentioned it. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not... Have you heard of um, Jacquees? I think so, actually. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he's from Atlanta. That's how I know about him, but. I think he does R and B, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not too many though. Yeah, it's not too many. I I have heard that before that R and B is kind of fading away. Um, I was watching one video. I forget who it was by, but they were saying that one of the reasons for R and B fading away was not like the lack of a strong like male R&B artist. Like 20 years ago, it was like an usher. And today you don't really, I mean, maybe The weekend. like maybe Drake is kind of like that, but, you know, he's not really in that genre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, yeah, I don't, I don't know too much about R&B. I never listened to it. Yeah. But. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. You but, uh, you had mentioned uh G Erbo. Um that's actually somebody that I'm not su- I've heard the name before, but I'm not super familiar with G Erbo's music. Is he's also from Chicago? Is it? Yeah, yeah, he's from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, he's um he's probably he's one of the uh one of the original drill artists in that whole like Chief Keith wave, but like over the years he kind of like he kind of evolved beyond that, and now he's now he's like he's not he's not mainstream, but like he's he's big like he got like ten million followers on Instagram like all all his albums they tend to sell from like they tend to do like thirty thousand to sixty thousand sales first week usually so yeah he's he's moderately big and he's independent too so wow good for him wow i gotta check out some of his music now um is g herbo at all um does he have like a tight relationship with some of the other chicago artists like dirk or um 
Chief Keef. Uh yeah. Yeah, him he's he's cool with everybody out there. Like Dirk, he do, he's done songs with Dirk. He's he's done songs with Chief Keef, I believe. Polo G, like yeah, basically everybody out of Chicago. So yeah. I'm actually I I know I had mentioned like the artists like kind of my top five earlier, but I last year you know how Spotify does your like year in review thing? Um, Dirk was my top, was in my top three most listened artists last year, actually. Okay. Love yeah. his music. Nah, Dirk. Nah, which, which, which type of Dirk you listen to? You listen to like the aggressive Dirk or like, like the singing Dirk? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I like both. I, I do like, um, I'm trying to think of like a good example um, I really, there's that, that song off of 7220 called No Interviews. I really like that Dirk. And then like an aggressive Dirk song, um, would be like, uh, oh, uh, like Golden Child off of that same album, um, or Risky off of that same album or, Yeah. I like them both. Okay, yeah, I like, I like, I probably like, I like the more aggressive Dirk songs. But I like that song he has with Gunna. What happened to Virgil? I really like that song. That's a good song. Yeah, no, I I agree. I like that song a lot too. When when I first started listening to Dirk, I was surprised at how how good of a voice he had. And I mean, I guess that's why that's his nickname. But. it it surprised me that like I was not really expecting that. Um, it kind of like he could be like a Drake almost, where he sings and he raps. I I don't know how you what, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for the melodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really um, I was I don't listen to him as much, but when Polo G first came out, I was like I was a real big fan of him, and he does like the singing and rapping as well so yeah i feel like i feel like you kind of like it's it's not required but the majority of artists these days do it Mm -hmm. like yeah it's it's very few artists it's just strictly no auto-tune just just rapping that's kind of like it's it's kind of fading out i oh auto-tune that's so i remember when that first like people were making you would get like made fun of for using auto tune at one yeah. point, <laughs> but Jay Z had the whole depth of auto and all that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So. I I remember that. Yeah, that song came out uh, my senior year of high school, and then I remember Wayne, Little Wayne, did the he freestyled over it. I remember that. <laughs> that was. God, that was so wild. And I remember going back to something we had we had mentioned earlier, and I just kind of thought about this with the autotune thing and artists like taking chances. I remember when uh, Kanye West did that 808s and Heartbreaks, and that was seen as like something way out of left field, like it came out of nowhere. Um, so I I appreciate again, like I I appreciate when artists kind of do something like that 
Oh, what'd you, you, cause you kind of older. What'd you think of the, uh, what'd you think of the 2016 double XL freshman cover? Cause that changed hip hop a lot. It, um, was 2016, was that the same one? Like 21 Savage was on that? Yeah. So that's, yeah, that was, that was when, that's, that's basically when the whole SoundCloud thing started. So like 21, Lil Uzi, Lil Yachty, Kodak, they were all on that one. So like, what'd you wow. think about that whole era of rap? I, I remember there was a time where I was so stuck in my <laughs> high school middle school phase of music where i would not i wouldn't give anybody a chance and i used to not like um like the soundcloud era but yeah. over time though i opened up way more and actually like i enjoy those guys um uzi yeah. i enjoy xxx I, I like i like little pump um yeah I, I like that era. All right. Just wondering. I don't, I haven't really heard a perspective of like somebody older than me on that. That was like, I remember that was, that was like a big shift though. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, that's a big shift. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't like, I didn't like everything about that. Like I didn't, I didn't like the, I wasn't a fan of low pump and the Lozans and all <laughs> all those types of rappers but i like i liked x i like i like trippy red some of trippy red stuff i i like uzi a lot but yeah it was like yeah it was it was it was an interesting time mm -hmm. it, it was it, an interesting time it, it seemed like it came like it came and went like so fast like it was yeah like by the time that I got into these guys, it was already like they were already it was already on to the next thing. That's what I was surprised about. <laughs> yeah. I did a video about that. It's like it was like I think I titled it the year that changed everything. But it was just like it was on twenty eighteen because that's basically when it ended. Cause I think uh X died in twenty eighteen and then like all the like that's when like Lil Pump and Smoke Purpin and fell off, and then the next year Juice World died, and yeah, it was over with. And then uh, after that, it was like I feel like it the, the landscape kind of switched, and it was like now it it turned into like more gangster rappers. You saw like the Push Icedies and like ESTG and people like and Lil Baby. Yeah, I feel like it just yeah, it just it's just like switched. But people wanted to hear kinda of like switched after that year. And then Brooklyn Drill took off in twenty nineteen, Pop Smoke and them. So it was a whole lot. Yeah, it I totally get that. It it does seem like the landscape has gone back to back to gangster rap where like I remember at, at one point the, like the names that you mentioned at, at one point years ago, it was like the, it was like the 50 cents, it, you know, it, it was Jay-Z was the guy. Um, I don't know if maybe, I don't know if you would categorize Lil Wayne in, in that category as well. Um, but the whole, all of G unit was like super huge. And then it kind of faded with the advent of Kanye West getting bigger 
And then Drake comes on the scene. And like you said, you have SoundCloud and now it's back to back to this uh, gangster rap era. interesting how things like go in cycles but yeah oh yeah i heard i I, do you listen to dj academics yeah yeah i listen back i i like him a lot um i i remember listening to him how he said that in a couple years essentially like the the landscape could flip again and you know gangster rap is going to you know just cycle out of the main popularity. Um, and he was saying how it's just due to rappers uh, getting in trouble and uh, facing yeah. facing uh, jail time and getting arrested. He said, yeah, it's not going to last. Yeah, It's crazy. That was like my first video that blew up was like, uh, it was like, it was titled the real reason rappers are catching recalls, but it was basically like, I, I, I clipped that, that, that interview or that stream where he was talking about that. And yeah, I was just going over everybody, like everybody catching these Rico cases and going to jail. But yeah, that's, I feel like that's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent. Right. Like it'll eventually everybody will get locked up. <laughs> have you been, so, have you been following that? case with um like the ysl case uh yeah i keep i keep up with it i'm not reading every single like i'm not watching every single video about it but i keep up with it uh being being in georgia is that something that is like more prominently uh like available like in the news outlets and stuff being in georgia versus like because up here in michigan i I honestly, I don't hear too much about it unless, like, I have to, like, seek it out. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely, it's on the news here. I get, I get my most, most of my news about it from, like, YouTube. Really, uh, you know Bruce Rivers' channel? No, no, no. Uh, he's, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like a 50-year-old white dude, but he's a lawyer, so he'll, like, He'll, he's like a board certified lawyer, so he like goes over cases and breaks them down. But yeah, it's interesting. That's where I get most of my news on like like legal situations between rappers. But yeah, it's it's, it's a big thing down here. Um, I didn't even realize I didn't realize the extent of like how many different areas. I guess that that whole case touched like I I guess I just didn't realize how big YSL was um like I knew about Young Thug and Gunna but it seems like way bigger than that I don't I could be wrong but yeah 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 it's it's a whole thing that's YSL is a big group the people they were beefing with YFN and YFN Lucci and them they were they were big or YFN Lucci was big so Yes, it's a big situation. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of people. Is, yeah. Speaking of cases, um, did you? I'm curious. Did you follow at all the uh, the Tory Lanes and Megan the Stallion case? Uh, <laughs> I really didn't, but it was everywhere that I ended up. 
I ended up every all the podcasts I watched talked about it, so I ended up hearing it and stuff like that. But yeah, nah, it was crazy. It was crazy how that played out. <laughs> yeah, I. You ever think about doing a video on on that? Uh, nah, I didn't really. That seemed like I don't know. It seemed more like gossipy to me. Yeah, it was interesting though. How the how everybody. The interesting part of me, like academics, everybody, everybody was convinced that Tory didn't do it, and they really would have kept believing that if those tapes didn't come out and it, <laughs> he literally admitted to it on it. So that was crazy. It's crazy how people like people are like switch sides, and really nobody has the evidence. It's just it's all he said, she said. It's so I I was following Act during that whole during the whole uh, case while it was going on and. Yeah, I I feel like I maybe was listening to one side too much and I wish I would have had a more balanced perspective cuz the way that I was listening to Ack it sounded like <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like he's being completely framed and her friend did it all this stuff whole time yeah <laughs> <He> actually did <laughs> but nah that was that was crazy though it's just just from like a person scrolling through youtube seeing like the progression from oh uh people were roasting tory lanes because he was five two when the mugshot came out and then oh make the Stallion got shot in the foot and, oh make the make the Stallion says tory shot her in the foot oh wait tory said he didn't shoot her it was, it was like I wasn't even keeping up. I was just, I'm just looking at YouTube titles and seeing this progression play out. I'm like, it's crazy. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I, yeah, I, I wish I would have, cause you listen to one person and it's, you get like a completely different perspective. You listen to another person and it's complete opposite of that. And, and then here I am in the middle, just trying to figure out, <laughs> what's yeah. going on um what um here here's a question for you what as far as like the videos you do and like the topics you do how how do you choose like the videos like what you do videos on is it like just stuff that you're interested in like you want to get more knowledge yeah. about yeah it's mainly stuff that i'm interested in stuff that i know or stuff that i'm Stuff that I know is like important, but it's not really that documented. Like, like I did the the, the video on Detroit because it was like I was I wanted to learn more about it, and I didn't really see any videos on the history of Detroit rap. So I was like, I might as well do some research and like put it out myself. And then yeah, so I did that, and then that's the same thing with like the the drill videos was super popular. Like it was just me. Like I was like. I was always interested in how the whole Brooklyn drill thing started, how they ended up on UK beats and all that. That was just always interesting to me. So I had looked into it way before I had a YouTube channel. And then when the actual, when I saw like, when I saw that it was like, nobody else was really doing it. I was like, there's, there's like an opportunity for me to cover it. So, you know, I'm, as with a lot of things, I got into drill uh, very late. Um, 
honestly, it might have even been like last year I started listening to. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think last year was when I found found out who Pop Smoke was, and um, I mean, I wish I would have found him sooner. Um, because yeah, great talent. I I I love um, what's it? Is it uh, Meet the Woo one and two? Are his? Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. I mean, they're great albums. Um, and I I guess I didn't realize that. The, the origins of drill and i and i saw your videos about it but i always had assumed that it came it came from the uk here but it actually it started in new york and then it kind of, it traversed over the seas to the uk nah it like it started in chicago and then it oh, went okay. to the uk and then it did come from the uk to brooklyn but yeah but yeah it's like it's 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 interesting cuz it's like Chicago drill, it doesn't necessarily sound like, it doesn't really sound like the UK drill as much because it's like, it was really like, it's the whole UK sound, it came from like one producer called DJ L. So it's like, it's based on, and he like, it's based on beats he made in a certain era. His beats didn't really sound like that after 2014. So it's like, it's whole, it's interesting how the whole thing played out. But yeah. It's big. So you didn't you didn't listen to uh, Chief Keith when he was big? Oh, okay. Yes. Um I I did listen to Chief Keith. I actually I went out uh to Target and I bought Finally Rich uh when it first came out. Um so you would Chief Keith is considered drill music? Yeah. Okay, so that's what you mean when you say drill. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's drill. When people say drill these days, they they're talking about Brooklyn drill mainly, or just New York drill because now it's in the Bronx. But yeah, but yeah, nah, Chief Keepers, Chief Keepers drill early, early Lil Durk was drill. The music he makes now isn't drill, but he his early music was drill. Okay. But yeah. What about would speaking of Chicago, would somebody? A guy I've been listening to a lot uh, as of recently, uh, King Von. Is King Von drill? Uh, yeah, he's drill. Like, me, from a producer standpoint, like, the beats he raps on are different from, like, what I know of Chicago drill, like, early Chief Keith, Lil Durk, G Herbo beats. But he's definitely, I feel like he's, like, kind of like the new drill. Yeah, like, like new era of drill in chicago so yeah i i, I say he was drill the topics is definitely 100 percent. but yeah as far as the beats go i say yeah like the new era of chicago drill I, i've been listening to um oh gosh what's it called i think it's called uh welcome welcome to o-block, welcome to o-block. yeah yeah that's the classic that's the classic album man i yeah i straight through and that's how I always know and I really like on the album when I can just listen to it straight through, no skips. <laughs> <laughs> just have it on at the yeah. gym and, you know, it, it just, it works. It just, it, I'm vibing to it. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's a good album. It's a good album. So now, looking at New York, it is... 
would you consider, and I can't remember if you mentioned this name in your video of uh, uh, Fivio Foreign. Is that a drill artist? Yeah, Fivio Foreign. Yeah, he's he's drill. Right now, he's like he's trying to go more mainstream with it, but he's he's definitely drill. He's definitely. It's like drill. It's like it's like a certain. I don't know how to describe it, but like it's like a certain it's a certain sound. But even like even if you do it in a more mainstream way, it's like as long as you have the sound, it's it's technically drill. And then it's like obviously then there's like the like what you're rapping about, like ops and stuff like that. That's the other part. But it's like really everybody these days is rapping about like getting into it with their ops and stuff. So it's like it's mainly the sound that makes it drill was was really like what was the moment that took drill music into the mainstream was it the like the the rise of pop smoke in um in uh like 2019 2020 yeah yeah that's what it, that's it it's really like it's it's basically to like what you're what you're saying talking about listening to cheap Keith back in 2012 but then listen to pop smoke now so it's like it's like two waves of drill what really the reason like it even got over to the uk to come back to brooklyn was because of chief keith so that's that's when it went mega viral back in 2012 and they had a whole run g herbo Lil dirt artists like you got Lil uh little la capone people like that and then the second time it really went viral was pop smoke and then that's when it's like that's what a lot of people these days that's what that's what it's known as like a lot of people wouldn't they wouldn't when they think of drill they know chief keith like you they they know chief keith but they like consider drill to be like brooklyn drill like pop smoking them so i'd say pop smoke definitely like he's definitely the reason it's big right now so yeah it went viral twice 2012 and then 2019 with pop smoke so it's interesting enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just, I was actually just earlier today listening to some Pop Smoke, and at least on, on Spotify, uh, you can see, like, his rank in the world, and he's still, I mean, ranked very high, like, in um, top, uh, I want to say top 200. You know, 200, it sounds like, oh, that's pretty low, but, I mean, out of everybody on Spotify, like, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, you've been gone for like three years now, so Yeah. Yeah, yeah that i i I'm really like I am kinda sad that I I missed out on him when you know, when that happened, uh, and and I found out about him so late. because um, I've I've watched a couple interviews with him and this is one thing that I I kind of pay attention to with artists and I don't know if you do the same, but I love listening to artists in their interviews and see how they carry themselves and not like how they speak and how well they can communicate. Cause it, man, I love the way pop smoke uh, just like handled himself in interviews and just that he was authentically like himself. Like it, I really, I, I wonder like what he would have turned into if, you know, that didn't happen. Nah, he was. He seemed like 
he seemed way older than he what he what he was. Like he carried himself like like a thirty year old man or something like that. He was like nineteen, and then yeah, he had like the charisma and all that stuff. Like he definitely like he would have been huge. He would have been a huge star. Oh yeah. So yeah. It, you're right. His um, I loved his voice. I mean, just that deep <laughs> resonating voice. Yeah, it like it stuck out from like anybody else yeah yeah that's really that's what that's what it i don't know if you're too familiar with bronx drill but it's like i feel like most of them it's like it, it's like their voice really that that makes people stand out because all of all of them are rapping the same these days they all use the same flow but it's like the ones who stand out they're basically they stand out either like with their actions, like like K Flock, or it's like their voice, mm-hmm. and just they're just different from other people. But yeah, and then Pop Smoke, he def- he had his own like he slowed it down like on the Welcome to the Party. Nobody was really doing that, and he like he like he just he like slowed his flow down, and it was like it was different from everybody else. What everybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. So I, between those two factors, and then the fact that he made good, he made hits like. And that's all that combined, and that's why he really blew up. I feel like. And now, now you mentioned uh, Bronx drill. So, is there a di- there's a difference between uh, like Brooklyn drill and Bronx drill? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's um, that's a future video topic. I'm I'm about to be breaking that oh, down nice. later. But yeah, so. A sneak peek is basically uh the difference between Brooklyn drill and Bronx drill is one the production they like the trend of like I don't know if you've heard like they'll like they're like they'll sample anything like you'll hear like a pop song with drill drums on it so that's definitely that's something like it's not they didn't start it it was people have been doing it in New York but that's really what Bronx Drill is known for. Like they'll sample anything and then throw drill drums on it. And then it's like, it's more, it's more like, it's more disrespectful. They definitely like, yeah, it's way more disrespectful than Brooklyn. Uh, and then what else do they do? Uh, it's like, it's more of a, like the scene it's basically it's more it's a more dramatic scene like it's it's groups and they'll be cool one day and then the next day they're like beefing and all of that so it's more like it's more viral mm-hmm. if you know so yeah it's like it but it's like it's definitely it's definitely like there's a clear difference between like brooklyn and then bronx drill yeah so yeah i it, it it's crazy to think, or to me at least, you know, you have, you know, when I think of New York City, I'm thinking of Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, 50 Cent, and the, the like the transition from those guys to drill music, and, you know, that's what's like super hot in New York now, and it's it's not really the it's just like a staggering difference between like those previous names I mentioned and this new wave of music. Um, and even before that, 
I don't know if this was in a video that that you had made that I saw this, but there was also you know there was also ASAP Rocky who had a way different sound as well, but he was from New York. Yeah, yeah, nah, it's it's been like a progression. I feel like Bobby Schmurda kind of like he was one of the early. He he kicked it off in the direction it was going. People say he started. He didn't really. He didn't start Brooklyn Trill, but like. He was like, he took it in that direction. His music was similar. And then it kind of, from 2014 on, it, it was like, people started like, it was more the gangster scene was going. Because are you, are you familiar with Joey Badass? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because like, that's like around 2012, around when ASAP Rocky was popping, it was Joey Badass. It was his click pro era. There was other groups in Brooklyn, like Underachievers. They were like, they were more like, uh, they were more similar to like the '90s, like the Nas's and the Wu Tang's and all of that. And then, yeah, after that, after like 2014, when Bobby Schmurda came out, like the Brooklyn just went down that like you know that drill trajectory. And then it started like I think, I think what I say in my Brooklyn drill, I I said it started around 2016. That's when they got the UK beats. It was around 2016. And then from there, it just continued to evolve and grow. And then in 2019, it's just, it popped out and it was Brooklyn Drill. But yeah, it was like, it's a, it was a big shift from, but it's like, New York was kind of like, New York, after 50 Cent, but he didn't, well, he like, he faded away around, what did you say, like 2009-ish, 2008, 2009? That, that's what I would say. Um... I know he had that one album, Animal Ambition, that came out, uh, I think, like 2012, 2013, something like that. But for all intensive purposes, I think you're, the yeah. date that you mentioned is very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, New York was like, it was like dead for those little years. But when he was gone from like 2009 until ASAP Rocky came out, it was basically gone. And then ASAP Rocky came out and he had his own. He didn't really, people, a lot of older New Yorkers, like, criticize him because he didn't sound like, like a New York, what they expected a New York rapper to sound like. And then you had Joey Badass and them, and they kind of did sound like the older New York. And then after then, it, like, after the, after Bobby Sparta, yeah, it just, it just went down that, that trajectory. And so, yeah, I, I just fact-checked myself, and, um, Animal Ambition came out in 2014, so I, I wasn't that off. Okay. I was close. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I really, I, I didn't really listen to that album, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so many people did. So. <laughs> yeah. It um, how did it do? It sold. It sold commercial performance. Oh yeah, not very good. Um, first week sales of forty six thousand. Yeah. yeah, it's not. I guess not terrible. Nah. Um, let me ask you this: uh, How do you feel about about your area and like the Atlanta music scene? Um, do you think it's still a very, very strong presence in hip hop today? Uh, yeah. I mean, Lil Baby. I feel like he's the biggest rapper right now 
But besides him, I feel like Atlanta's not putting out artists the way it used to back in the day. I kind of want to do a video about it, but I'm not sure. But yeah, like in the past, it was like from like 2012 on, it was just like you had two chains. Then it was Mikos. Then it was Young Thug. Then it was Future. Then it was 21 Savage. Then it was uh, who was after 21 Savage? Then it was probably uh, probably Gunna and Lil Baby. And then and then I feel like after Gunna and Lil Baby, I I feel like that next new star either hasn't came out or isn't really gonna come out. And like and then the whole YSL situation happened. And a lot of them got locked up, and now Gunna's a rad, and people don't really rock with him as much. So I feel like I feel like Atlanta's still strong right now, but it might it might be leaning. But then there's like there's a younger Atlanta. I don't know if you're familiar with like Ken Carson and people like that. It's like there's a whole different sound. It's kind of like SoundCloud. It's kind of like a SoundCloud. Like uh, who else? Who else is in that thing? Um, there's Ken Carson. There's like the Shoy Lonely. But it's a, it's a it's a new sound coming out. But I feel like the traditional the traditional sense of Atlanta, like the futures and young thugs and little babies, I feel like that might be coming to an end. Okay. You know, I watched your video that you did on, and this was, this was a video you did last year about, it was before the release of it's only me. And I'm curious, how did you like that album? And like, how did you like it compared to, uh, my turn. Uh, I like my turn more, but I like I like that album a lot. I felt like it was a solid project. It wasn't like it wasn't anything crazy, but I don't I don't feel like it was a significant drop off from my turn. It was like it wasn't as good, but it was still good though. Now, do you think general general public across the country? Do you feel like do they have? Do, do you think they share the same views, or do you think people are are very harsh <laughs> about the album? Uh, yeah, it's kind of. Now that you mention it, I don't. I didn't really hear anybody like trashing it, but I didn't hear anybody like praising it either. So yeah, I'm not really. I feel like I think it did like it did like two hundred thousand first week again. So I think it was it was received pretty well. Yeah. Do you um at one point, you know, earlier I had mentioned um my Spotify in review. Little Baby was again, in addition to Dirk, he was one of my top three listened to last year. Um, and I, I felt like he is, like he's the guy. I really felt like he's like the next guy to come up, and. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I, just being yeah. being honest after after this last album. I mean, do you think he's still like one of the top top dogs in in the industry right now? Yeah, yeah. I would say he's still up there. He's still. He's still big. Like the way I the way I did my video, I, I was like, I was basically like, if he doesn't make a super make a hit, then he's he's gonna like fall off a notch. But I don't really. I feel like he just he kind of stays stagnant. 
I feel like yeah. I feel like he's still he's still a huge artist. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's not like he looked too he took two steps back or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I Yeah. I don't know. I don't really I don't really know who is like who who really replaced him. Who had like a phenomenal year? Because Dirk Dirk had the the seven. What was it? Seven seven two or oh, seven two two seven? Yeah, seven two two zero. Oh. Okay, yeah. So that was that was big. I don't I don't feel like anybody had like a really like a breakout year with a bunch of hits. I feel like everybody at the top was kind of like kind of coasting for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. You got anybody you think is like gonna take off to that top that top spot and replace him if he does end up like falling off a little bit? Um you know you know a name that I used to be really really high on and I don't know I don't know what happened was uh, Roddy Rich. And I think it was that that album he released in uh, twenty twenty one, uh, "Live Fast." Um, I think that's what it was called, "Live Fast." I yeah. did. I wasn't a big fan of it. I yeah. <laughs> something about it just did not seem right. And he had a, he had like a run of "Feed the Streets" too. Um, Please excuse me for being antisocial, like. Tremendous. I mean, you couldn't have asked for better albums. I I still listen to those today. And then it like the momentum just completely like halted. Um, now, feed. I thought Feed the Streets uh, three was pretty good, um, but I just don't see his name in the in the sphere as much as I used to. And maybe he could come back. I I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much feel the same way. Yeah, that that yeah that live fast was, and the fact that he t- the fact that he took two years off and then dropped live fast, that that's kind of what did it. Yeah, do you think almost like so much of this, so much of the game of the music industry is timing and like when you release things? Yeah. I feel like yeah, that's a, that's a big part. You because you can't like, it, I feel like unless you're NBA young boy, you can't really <laughs> saturate the market. But it's like if you if you take two years off, you're gambling because if you, if you take two years off and you don't drop a good album, then like people are gonna kind of forget about you a little bit. So yeah, it's definitely a balance in that. I mean, if you take yeah, if you take an extended period of time off, you better come back like Kendrick came back. <laughs> like you better release yeah. an album on that level. <laughs> I, are you a Kendrick uh, fan? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big Kendrick fan. I didn't mention him, but I listen I listen to him and Jake Paul a lot. Those I didn't mention him, but those are those are two big, big artists on me. Yeah, I, I like Kendrick a lot too. Um, I, I'll never forget. I went to, I went to Target one day 
randomly and I saw his album. It was uh, Good Kid, Mad City. And I didn't know who he was. I bought the album just randomly. So I, I don't know who it is, but the the album cover is kind of cool and I'm going to give it a shot. And I mean, I'm glad I did because that, that's one of my favorite albums of, of all time. Just stumbled on a classic at Target. Yeah. <laughs> walking through, just walking through the aisle, just picked up a classic. <laughs> I it, Crazy. Yeah, I, it's just funny how things work out like that. And I mean, I've been following him ever since. Yeah. He, I like his, I like his model too of like he takes long breaks and just releases great albums. Even this last one, I, I, but I'll be honest, even this last one, I, I didn't like it at first. And then the more I listened to it, the more I really, really appreciate it now. Okay. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of had to grow on people a little bit. I feel like the majority of people's reaction was like that. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it's the fact that he left, he left off on such such a high note like he dropped the pimple butterfly and then and took off five years so it's like it's, it's a lot of high expectations yeah for anything, for anything he would have dropped but yeah it was it was a good album though i like the album but you know that formula though could be like a thing of the past um i do you ever do you ever look into stuff on, like, streaming specifically and how, <laughs> like, basically how streaming works and, like, how artists make money or don't make money off their streaming? Uh, I've heard I've heard Joe Bunnan talk about it. So I kind of understand. I haven't researched it, but I, I have a decent idea. I was reading an article from The Guardian and they were saying how there's a lot of they they dropped some artist names. I forget the names they dropped, but they said that they're looking more so into doing short EPs, releasing like just like five song albums versus doing like a traditional out of like 12 to 20 song album anymore cuz they're trying to get their music on the the playlists that are on these streaming services. Yeah, that's the whole, it's a whole thing in itself. They're trying to get on the playlist. People are trying to make TikTok songs. It's a, it's a whole, yes, yeah, it's, it's music is changing a little bit. Oh yeah. And, so. um, like you were mentioning that you, so you produce beats yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I make beats. Oh, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Is it is this like a like a hobby or like is it like a side hustle that you try to like make a business out of it? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a hobby at this point. I was trying to like make it into a career. I was like trying to become like a big YouTube producer, but it's like the amount the amount of time I was putting in compared to like the amount of beats I was actually selling, just, it wasn't really making sense. So I kind of fell back on it, but it's still fun to do. Yeah. And what <laughs> are, 
or do you use um do you use something like fruity loop studio or yeah 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 exactly what i use fs studio that's studio 20 um and the uh i know you mentioned it earlier like the the style that you do is um you like to sample a lot of things well that's what i did for my youtube channel i make i make all types of things but like when you do a youtube channel it's typically better if you produce like if you just make one type of beat for youtube so that's what that's the type i chose i chose the sample type beats oh but i I like i make everything though that's cool yeah Yeah, very cool i mean you ever um I mean, you ever like uh, sell any of these to like anybody that's like asked you? Yeah, well, I've never sold it to anybody in person, but like I've YouTube, I think I've probably like sold ten beats, <laughs> ten beats in my in my time. So I didn't sell a couple. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I got something to show for it. Like I at least I made back the money I spent on FL Studio and all plugins <laughs> at least so that's cool. <laughs> How, and like, do you uh, do you also do you play like musical instruments? Nah, I'm. I want to teach myself how to like play the piano, but nah. I grew up. I grew up in band. I used to play the trombone, but I don't remember how to play that anymore. <laughs> I kind of remember the scales, but yeah. Man, I, oh, I, I wish I would have. Yeah, I wish I would have learned how to play piano. Uh, I think it's a cool, really cool instrument to know. And then if you know piano, you know, like you can pretty much play anything. I, from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that too. Man, that's that's really cool. You should you should keep going with that. The, the beats and stuff. Oh, yeah, I still do it. I still make them, but I just don't really, like, post them on YouTube like that for me. Like I said, it's just, it just turned into basically a hobby. Yeah. So, yeah, it's something I do for fun when I got some free time. Who's a, a current producer that, like, you really like or look up to? Um, Metro Boomin. Definitely Metro Boomin. Uh, Pierre... Um, Southside. Who else? Who else? Uh, current producers. DJ Mustard. I guess he's kind of older now. Yeah, he's, he was that the early ten zero. But yeah, people like that. And then I like, I like the classic producers too, like DJ Premier. Uh, who else from there? Like Pharrell. Uh, yeah, Pharrell, Kanye. Timbaland, all of them. They all, they all, they all hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> who else was really big back then? Um, oh, Scott Storch. Yeah, you got Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats. Doctor yeah. Dre. Doctor Dre was a great producer. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree with. I I love. Yeah, Kanye's beats are. I I really like. Timeless. Um trying to think of like a new newer guy i like now um you know i mean i've been listening to so much dirk i i love and i know he's not with us anymore but turn me up josh 
love those beats on some of those Dirk songs. Yeah. Um, Chop Squad DJ, he he was uh, Vaughn's producer, main producer. He produced most of uh, Welcome to O Block. I'm a fan. He's, he's, like, he's really good on the piano. I like his beats a lot. Okay, yes. I'm, I'm familiar. Yeah. Yeah. But DJ on the beat, so it's a bank. That's that's his tag. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> nah, he's he he's he's dope. He produced. I think he produced all the crazy stories. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I like his beats a lot. He's one of the. I guess young young chop. That was. He he basically he was with he produced all the chief Q's biggest hits. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's important. Yeah, Bandcamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Young Chop. Um, well, Xavier, this is this has been a great conversation, man. Um, it's been great getting to know you. I know we're at a wow, we're almost at an hour and a half. Um, I I guess. Oh, let me ask you one last question, just on on your channel. Um, any any particular uh, videos coming up or topics that you're exploring now that, you know, you, you've got like coming up in some, some uh, videos that you're working on? Um, I'm actually about to drop one today. It's like, I watch, I don't know if you've ever watched interviews on no jumper. Oh yeah. 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 So I did, I did, a, I did. A, it was interesting how things like played out over there, but I watched no jumper. I've been watching no jumper for a while now. But it kind of like fell apart, so mm-hmm. I kind of I did a video on it, so that's that's dropping today. Then I'll probably do, I'll do the the Bronx drill versus Brooklyn drill video after that probably, and then after that, I I still got more cities I want to cover. I want to do um, Louisiana, like Cash Money and uh, No Limit, and then all of that Van Rouge. Lucy, young boy, all of that. I want to do Louisiana. Who else? Uh, I kind of, I want to do, I want to do a video on Atlanta, but that would be, that's like so much history, so many artists. So I've been kind of like putting that off, but I'm going to do that eventually. But yeah, those are some topics I got coming up. That's awesome, man. I can't wait for those to come out. Um, Especially the No Jumper one. Wow. Yeah, I do follow No Jumper a little bit and, I'm excited to hear what you have to say on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that should be an interesting one. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Xavier, th- uh, thank you so much for coming on and having the conversation with me. Um, this has been a lot of fun just to talk to you about all this, all this stuff that I really enjoy. Um, and for anyone that is that that wants to connect with you do you have a uh, social media like twitter instagram facebook any of that nah i need to make one i just <laughs> yeah i just got the email basically <laughs> so yeah nah. anybody watching the youtube or anybody watching this uh podcast i guess check out the check out the youtube channel that's pretty much it <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, New School Stories. I'll include a link to it in the episode's description as well for people to check out. Um, And yeah, no, again, Xavier, thank you very much. It was great meeting you. 
Um, nah. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Just like I said, it's my first podcast. You know, it was it was a good experience. You asked some good questions. You know, it was it was a good conversation. But I'm I'm thankful for the opportunity. Absolutely. To, you know, yeah, just discuss the culture and stuff like that. It's good. Oh so yeah. If you, have, if you want to do a part two, you know, just hit the email. <laughs> I would love to do that. Yeah, we we should do that. Um, I yeah, I I think we should. Um, I'll reach out again. We'll we'll All connect. Right. We'll link up for the culture. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Yeah, no, everybody out there, thank you very much for listening. Uh, my name is Chris. This has been Cheetash, and take care, everybody.